0: Thank you for that, Dan. Those of you who were able to be here last weekend know that this is the second Sunday in a row now that we have been given the opportunity to celebrate the youngest members of our community. Last Sunday, we all took part in the dedication of Alina Abood, hearing her parents' promise to raise her in the faith, making promises to the Abood family ourselves to love them and to help them and to walk with them and to support them. To show Alina what it means to love God and to love one another and to love our neighbors, as ourselves every day of our lives. And on this Sunday, we are gathered again to celebrate, and this time we are celebrating the good work and the good people of the Little Friends Preschool. We've already heard from Anna and Chelsea. We've already had a chance to say thank you to Julie Mason for her tireless work these last five years. Not just on behalf of the school, but on behalf of the children. Strangers, really, when you think about it. Other people's kids. You may grow to know them, you may grow to love them, you may grow to count them as your own. But on day one, when they show up to preschool, that is what they are new names and new faces. And yet, that's what Julie has done these last five years. That's how she has chosen to serve, and that is how all of these teachers. From Chelsea all the way down to the occasional substitute, have chosen to serve. And now, every teacher at every level, all across the state of Florida, have chosen to serve. Just like any of us, they have chosen to spend their lives in the same ways that they have chosen to spend their days. Teaching children, loving children, serving children, other people's children. And as pastor of HAB, I am incredibly grateful that we get to share this space with Little Friends Preschool, and we get to watch and learn from their good, good work. This morning, we have just heard another story of somebody, a young woman, having an encounter with other people's kids. This woman was the daughter of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and that child, well, let's just say that that child was not Egyptian. He was a Hebrew child, an Israelite, and instead of floating in a basket there next to her in the river Nile, he was instead supposed to be drowning in it. Pharaoh, you see, Pharaoh had decreed that all male Hebrew boys were to be tossed into the river so as to get rid of them. And yet instead of following the tyrant's orders, his mother decided to risk her life and the lives of her entire family in order to save her son. Our translation tells us that she saw that he was a fine baby, but good is actually a better rendering of the Hebrew here. She saw that he was good, the old translations say. And in that translation, you can hear an echo of the early chapters of Genesis where God looks at the creation and sees that it is good, that it is good, that it is very good, and God loves it totally. This mother loves her child totally as well. She cannot bear the thought of losing her child, so she hides him away when he is first born, away from the world outside that wants to harm him. And it works. At least until that day comes when he becomes too big of a baby to stay hidden in their small home, and so she has to think of something else. And in a flash of inspiration, she decides to follow Pharaoh's orders. Sort of. She puts her baby in the river, but instead of allowing the waters of the Nile to consume him, she places him there in a little ark. Scripture goes into detail at this point, shows us the care that this mother has taken to care for her child. She even put a tiny little roof on it so that he would be just as protected from the sun and the rain as he was from the waters below. Again, we can hear an echo of Genesis here, the ark that this parent places her child in so that he floats and bobs amidst the waves, points back to the ark that God places the family of Noah in so that they too might bob and float safely above the all-consuming flood. And then this mom lets go. Sort of. She sends her young child away, no longer keeps him close under her watchful eye. Many of you here know how hard this can be to let go, to send your young child out into the big world, because as much as it might pain you to do so, he or she is just too big to stay at home any longer. And so it's easy to see why this mom, like so many others, hedges her bets just a bit. She sends his older sister Miriam with him to watch over him Miriam is just one more older sibling who has been sent to care for and shepherd her younger brother, but I have to wonder what she thought when she saw the royal procession heading her way. Again, this was the daughter of Pharaoh which, with everything that that entails. The guards, the servants, the retinue, the power— The power over life and death. The proximity to her father who has just announced a pogrom against this family and its people. Miriam, standing out of sight, sees the princess step into the waters, watches her notice the ark, tell her handmaiden to go and bring it close. Miriam sees her open it she can hear her little brother begin to cry. Perhaps he was asleep. Perhaps when the top was taken off the ark and the sunshine hit him in the face, he awoke. Miriam wonders what Pharaoh's daughter will do next. And this, my friends... This is one of the pivotal moments in the entirety of Scripture. Pharaoh's daughter opens the ark, sees the boy, and knows immediately that this is the wrong kind of boy. Hebrew, not Egyptian, A slave, a nuisance, a threat if her father is to be believed, a threat worthy only of extermination. So then what will she do next? Be a good Egyptian? Be an obedient daughter? Tip the basket upside down, turn her back to his cries, and proceed with her bath? No. Instead of that one, Pharaoh's daughter chooses a different path. She chooses instead to love this strange child, to care for this strange child, and ultimately to take him in and claim him as her own. Eventually, the text tells us, she gives him the name Moses, which means the one who draws out because, she says, I drew him out of the waters. Did she know what she was doing? In that moment, in her compassion, did she know? Did his older sister Miriam, did Miriam no. Because Moses. Moses turns out not just to be the one whom this Egyptian princess chooses to draw out of the water. Moses is himself the one who will, who will draw out his people and lead Israel out of Egypt. He will lead them through the waters of the Red Sea, shepherd them through the wilderness of all the way to their promised land. Certainly, they didn't know. The princess didn't know, his sister did not know, Moses himself clearly didn't know because years later when God comes to him at the burning bush and calls him to step forward and lead, Moses' reply to his Lord is effectively, Buddy, I hate to break it to you, but you've got the wrong guy. And yet he did not know what he had inside of him. He wasn't aware of all of the gifts that he had been given. This man changed the world, redeemed his people, kept hope alive for the redemption of all things through the children of Israel. But on that day, in that basket, floating there in the Nile as the daughter of Pharaoh looked down upon him, he was little more than some stranger's kid. And by the grace of God, she chose to love him anyway. Five years ago, Little Friends Preschool had eight children. Three years ago, coming out of the pandemic, there were some sober conversations about cutting losses. And yet now this great and good place has scores of kids, added classrooms on campus, almost universal waiting lists, two playgrounds, a garden, a steam lab, and a weekly chapel service that ends every single time I get a chance to lead it with me getting mobbed by the kids. It is truly a wonder And it is a gift not just to this church or to these families or to this community, but to Jacksonville more broadly. And I put before you today a gift to the whole wide world. Because like baby Moses there on the Nile, none of us knows who these children will grow up to be None of us knows what they will do, how well they will love and serve, in what ways they just might change this world. But whatever good they do, however well they turn out, all the ways in which their communities will be made better by their lives, it will be at least partly due to the fact that when they were little, they came to this place, and they were loved by friends like these. Thanks be to God. Amen.